0: Uh, why, why do we do this? Like why, why do we gather together? It's kind of a little service, you know we've done it the last couple of years. We never packed the place out like Christmas Eve. It's just not the same. I don't know. but but it seems like you know I, I know you got stuff cooking at home. you know, hopefully you turn the stove off before you left or maybe that's okay, right? everybody okay? Everything's okay. okay. Um, but hopefully you're getting ready for tomorrow and, and you kind of just take a break and I think this is just right. you know, I know it's not everybody, but it's like this is good. you know we're gathering together. We're here to praise God. Like there's never a bad time to do that. So um, I just want to share some devotional thoughts with you tonight out of First uh, Thessalonians 5. So would you grab a Bible and turn there? First Thessalonians 5, verse uh, 16. As you're going there, I just want to tell you, at the end of the service, uh, after the next, I'm going to preach just a little bit here, and then, uh, we're going to sing a couple more songs, and then I'm going to op- do an open mic time, so I just want to open up and say, what are you thankful for? And, and just have us kind of share a little bit, uh, on what we are thankful for, so you get to be the sermon, you know? So, I- I'll be short, I'll be brief. My kids will probably be happy about that, so. Um, I don't think we had dinner in the house yet, so we're, you know, it's all good. Um, this is it. First Thessalonians 5:16. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Uh, so I just want to share a couple things uh, from this, maybe four observations as, as we think about this short little text. Um it, it has three commands. We're supposed to rejoice, we're supposed to pray, and we're supposed to give thanks. Rejoice, pray, thank. Rejoice, pray, thank. And, and we do this over and over and over again. Um, rejoicing would, would be kind of like a fruit of the Spirit. Fruit of the Spirit's joy. So we rejoice in the Lord. We also talk to God, and He's always listening, so we pray. And and then we also give thanks, because we know every good and perfect gift comes from Him. All the good things in your life, whatever it is, it's from Him. Just like we saw in the video, it's the air you breathe, the water you can drink, the people in your life, shelter over your head, it's all from Him. not not saying you don't pay the bills, but, but He gives you strength, He gives you ability. It's all from Him. Ultimately, it's from Him. So we are to rejoice in God, praise Him, we're supposed to talk to Him in prayer, and we're supposed to give thanks to Him. Let me give you four observations of kind of things I see going on here in the text. The first one is this. As I read this, I'm thinking, this whole section, starting in like verse um, you know, verse 11, you know, if you look at verse 10, it says, "He died for us." so that whether we awake or asleep, we may live together with him. You know, Paul's been talking about Jesus' return, us being saved, us not being destined for wrath, like all this salvation stuff. And then in verse 11 he says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you're doing. And, and then he has this whole section of like stuff we should do uh, together. We ask, brothers and sisters, you acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for the Lord and who admonish you. So he's got all these different directions. In the middle of all that, it's there. Now, I just want to say this. In most of Paul's letters, you have a, like a theology section, and then that gives way to like practical commands. Like you, you, you know all this about God now. Now what are you going to do with it? And, and this is what Paul is saying. Here's what you do with it. Rejoice, pray, thank. That's what you do with it. That's what you do with the gospel. That's a result of your salvation. If you're someone who knows that you're saved, that Jesus has cleansed you of your sin, this comes out of your life. You rejoice. You pray. You give thanks. Christians should do this more than anybody else because it's the natural outworking of our salvation. Secondly, I think it's interesting that in each of those commands, the rejoice, pray, thanks, each one of them has this description of Kind of this continual effort, you know. I'm to rejoice. How often? Always. Well, how often should I pray? Continually. How often should I give thanks? Well, in all circumstances. So so th- th- there's never a time when I shouldn't be prayerful. There's never a time when I shouldn't be rejoicing in God. It, it's an all the time, any time kind of thing. Now, don't get me wrong. I think we can read this. I was thinking about this this week. I kind of I read it and I go, well, I'll pray continually. So. That, that just means I just kind of do it all the time. And, and sometimes I think if we if we plan on doing it all the time, we do it none of the time because we're not doing it. you know, we're not, we're not being intentional about it. What I'm saying is don't let the intentionality be lost here. I have to rejoice at the decision I make. To give thanksgiving all the time? All the time? Well, what happens when you've had a terrible day, when nothing has gone right? You give thanks. What happens when you know you, you burn the Thanksgiving dinner? What, what then? You give thanks. What happens when you when you lose a loved one? You, you give thanks. What happens when you're disappointed with whatever the Lord seems to be doing in your life? Well, you rejoice in Him. You talk to Him about it. You know the, it, it's an any time, all the time, and yet it takes intentionality. It's kind of like I know every day. I'm gonna, I'm, every night I'm gonna set my alarm for the morning. For some reason I never forget to set the alarm. It just never occurs to me. I, I just always do it. It, it. It's habitual. But to get in the habit, I had to start making the decision to do it. And so, part of this is like, I gotta be intentional. But the more I'm intentional, the more it becomes natural. Anytime, all the time. So, so maybe it's not the norm in your house to, to, to take a moment during Thanksgiving for everybody to share what they're thankful for. But it it could be. It ought to be. It can be. It just takes some intentionality on your part. And when you're having a terrible day and you're really ticked off and you're really mad to stop and say, But I'm thankful. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. It takes intentionality. It's anytime all the time but but it takes me stopping what I'm doing and focusing on it. And the more I do that, the more I am intentional about it, the more it becomes a habit. At least that's how I read the text. Thirdly, it says, uh, "This is God's will for you in Christ Jesus." I love this because you got thousands of decisions to make every year—big ones, little ones. You know, what, what are you going to do? Are you going to buy that car? Are you, you going to choose? Are you going to become friends with that person? Are you you going to fix that problem? What are you going to do? You have all sorts of decisions every day. What are you going to do? And and sometimes we have a big decision. We don't know what to do. But I can read this and go, you you don't know what God wants for you? I can tell you what God wants for you. He wants you to rejoice, pray, and give thanks. That's what he wants for you. That's his will for you. So you may say, I don't know what I'm supposed to do tomorrow. I, I don't know how to figure this thing out. I can tell you in the middle of whatever that thing is, however big it is, got to rejoice, pray, and give thanks. That is God's will for you. So as you're anxious about what you're supposed to do, whatever His will is there, I can tell you His will is a lot more simple than you know. It's right here. It's it's, it's telling you what to do. And as you do that, as you rejoice, pray, and give thanks... I've got to believe that God is going to show you what decision to make. But this is where it starts. Rejoice, pray, give thanks. Rejoice, pray, give thanks. And fourthly, I, I can't help but notice that again, this command is in this whole series of like how we get along as a church. You know, so, so when it says, you know, like in in verse 14, we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Verse 15, make sure nobody pays back wrong for wrong. Always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. So I've got to look at this and say it's so interesting that in the middle of all these community commands, there's this more personal command that I'm supposed to rejoice. I'm supposed to give thanks. I'm supposed to pray. But I can't ignore the idea that it impacts everybody around me. When people see me giving thanks, when life stinks, it has an impact on the community. It's not just me and God doing this. It's me and God and everyone else that sees it and hears me talking about it. It impacts everybody. So, So at the end of the service, when I pass the mic around and you're giving thanks, it impacts a person sitting over here because they're hearing you talk. And they're hearing you talk about maybe things that haven't been good. Maybe you've been really hard in your life, but you're still thankful anyway. And that's building them up. It's giving them hope. It's helping them. And that's the only way I can make sense of sticking a command like this in a whole list of commands for the church. So worship team, would you come back up at this time?